In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 4. Let's go, baby. Yeah. There was a time I had trouble talking about it. Congratulate them, we know they doubted. Somehow we made it up out the pit, back against the wall. Never quit, traversing through each obstacle. Show a non-believer what's possible. Let nothing they could do stand in between me and my wildest dreams. Let's go. Nothing that come at us could come in between. Life gave me the worst, yet my side grew so green. We've been down in the dirt. Been tossed in the trash, but I never strayed from my path. When we're gone, we ain't looking back. Maybe we were all way too high. Maybe that's our fault. It's gonna be a crazy time, but it's gonna be a fun time. Life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside the box. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everyone. It is Tuesday, December 20th. Santa Claus, along with week 16 of the NFL season, is coming to town, baby. Me, Seth Wilcock, back with you, hosting you tonight, joined by my co-host, a man who loves good music, better whiskey, and as always, mediocre tight ends, Nate Polvote. Nathan, how are the Christmas vibes hitting? Uh, Full swing. We are here. Week number 16 here. Hope you survive some fantasy football playoffs round one as well, my friend. I'm still alive in six leagues, which is pretty good. Um, not as good if you know that I was in 26 leagues this year. But I have some risk. I got to say the teams that didn't make the playoffs, most of them were middle of the road teams that just missed by a spot or two. So I'm good. I'm happy about my playoffs. What I'm not happy about is that the high on Thursday here is going to be two degrees below zero, Seth. Let's go, baby. Christmas, winter, all coming at once for us. And we are loaded. We are loaded for tonight's show. So make some hot cocoa. Get warmed up, folks. If you're somewhere warm, hey, enjoy that. Have a bush latte on the beach for us, would you? Um, guys, we have injury pivots. That's going to be the main topic of tonight's show. It was a big doozy as far as injuries were concerned in week number 15. We're going to tell you who you can pivot, who you should not be pivoting to. A lot of trap games out there, I think, that are laid at the feet of fantasy football managers this week. We're going to talk about that. Would you rather Christmas edition, a little bit of players rest of season, who would you rather have as well as some Christmas shenanigans in the scope? We're going to save you some fab this week, balling on a budget once again, because I know uh, if you got, if you guys' fab are like mine, you probably don't have a lot to spare. Um, and then we'll round out the show today with weekly advice. We're going to do a little Christmas leftovers draft with our audio editor, Kyle. So super excited for that. I do want to welcome in the in-between media family. Happy holidays to you all. We have Albert in the chat already and Brad as well. If you guys enjoy feel-good lifestyle advice with your fantasy sports analysis, we are the place for you. So please give us a thumbs up on this video, help other people find our content, and subscribe to the channel so you know when we go live and post other types of content here. Um, Nate, really cool thing happened today. We have a, an audience member who normally tunes in, cooking at the lake house, Dee Lake. And today she sent me as well as one of our other IBT members an entire box of chocolate and cheese and charcuterie super super cool like I, I couldn't believe it that like that's what the type of family we have here so that was a really cool thing to say uh or, you know see just want to give a shout out to Dee today yeah that's awesome i'm jealous because those are all things i love but uh shout out denise and shout out to all of our in-between family you guys have been with us for a while <clears throat> you've navigated a really tough fantasy season with oh, us yeah. and trust me it has been as difficult for us 
if not more, because we're idiots and we just put ourselves in dozens of leagues yeah. for some reason. Yeah. But we're here and hopefully we can help guide you through the rest of these fantasy playoffs this week. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been a really fun season so far. We appreciate everyone tuning in with us. Let's jump right into the action today, though, Nate. We got headline hijinks right after this dope drop. <laughs> All right. So I got a little beef to air out first before we jump into headline hijinks here, Nate. And it's with Jonathan Taylor just going down. Like, it's part of the game, and it sucks. But I lost a Dynasty League uh, playoff last night by one point, ultimately. Had Jonathan Taylor in as my RB2 this week, so really bummed about that. And he also lost Katie uh, a, a spot in our Penn League, one of our favorite keeper leagues over there, too. So Jonathan Taylor, he does go down, leaves early in the Colts. Massive collapse against the Vikings. That was a really cool game, too, Nate. Uh, I don't know if you were able to catch that, but I didn't see the first half, but I watched the entire second half, so I got to see the massive swing of events for the Vikings there. That game was awesome. I didn't catch a good portion of the first half, but I did see some of it. And at the half, I looked at Jen and I said, Matt Ryan's going to blow this lead. And he did. My dumb ass didn't go put money on it. <laughs> on DraftKings, like an idiot. I don't distracted Saturday, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was incredible. Oh yeah. Like, but to your point, I think if Jonathan Taylor's in that game, I don't think they lose because they lost an element of the power running game when, and it's been debated. Like Taylor's been effective and not effective this season and where you drafted him, you wanted him to be more effective. Yeah. He's, he's definitely been more effective than the other running backs there, whether that's Deion Jackson, Zach Moss. Brad in the chat asking a question about SFB waivers who might be worth picking up. Congrats to Bat Brad for making this shout out, buddy. Um, Dare, Richie James, Jordan Akins. We're gonna get to waiver wire in just a little bit, and we're gonna, but we're gonna start by talking about Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Jonathan Taylor's out the rest of the season, guys. So that is a total bummer for fantasy managers. However, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, my headline for how I feel about them rest of season. I'm taking a quote from Star Wars here, fellas, and this is going to be one from Return of the Jedi, Episode 6, when it's full guns ablazing, got Lando and the boys, Admiral Ackbar charging at the Death Star. But what what happened, Nate? What, what, do you remember what happened in that, that episode? Do I remember? It was a trap. It was a trap, absolutely. Admiral Ackbar, it's a trap. That is my headline here, guys. It is from Star Wars Return of the Jedi, as noticed. And, and I just think Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, I think they're traps rest of season. Like, let's not forget this is a bad team. Moss still just averaged 3.4 yards per carry, and they were up. So we got 24 carries. So the stat sheet looks way better. They ran the ball an absurd amount. I think Deion Jackson would be fine in, in his own right because he's at least an all right player. But Jordan Wilkins is back in the mix too, elevated from the practice squad today, Nate. Last time we saw him involved, week nine, five receptions for him. So I'm worried about these two moving forward from a role standpoint. That's not going to be enough to support fantasy managers. Plus, these are deceiving matchups coming up, man. Chargers are this week. And I know if you're on your app, you see the little green icon probably in your sleeper app telling you to start them. It's a good matchup. The Chargers have been a plus matchup on the season, folks. However, they've been a bottom 12 matchup over the last month and two weeks. And they played against Derrick Henry, 
Josh Jacobs, James Conner, and the Miami running backs. Like, all really solid rushing attacks. Haven't been too great against the Chargers. Then they have the Giants after that. Uh, I don't love the Giants' defense by any means, Nate, but they looked really good. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau came alive against Washington. Um, So I'm not excited about these running backs. I'm not using any fab form, are you? Absolutely not. Look, we tend to fantasy managers get caught in this trap where we see an injury happen in game and then a player take over in the role for the rest of that game and be successful. And we assume that that running back, wide receiver, quarterback, whatever it is, is going to just step right into that role the next week if the player's going to miss more time. But that doesn't happen all that often, honestly. And I think this is a situation where Moss was the most ready for the role that they needed that week because that was already going to be his role was he was going to run the ball. Deion Jackson wasn't prepped for it. So they rolled out Moss. Moss was successful, but like you said, they ran the ball a ton. It was 17 carries for 80 yards, not a great yards per carry. I think it was 24 carries for Moss. Maybe it was 24. I think you're correct. 24, Deion Jackson was in the teens and carries. Yes, okay. But still 3.4 yards per carry. Awful. And to your point, Seth, this is a trap. Zach Moss doesn't catch the ball. He's not a receiving back. His role is very one-dimensional. Not only is it one-dimensional, but him as a runner is one-dimensional. He's kind of an up-the-gut guy, and he hasn't been wildly successful, which is why Buffalo let him go. So I'm with you on this. This is this is just a trap. You don't want either one of these guys. If you're going to go after one, I'd probably go after Moss because I think that it's – They'll probably get the volume. They want to see what they have him. I, I agree. Right. It is a bummer because, like, Deion Jackson was that guy earlier in the season. He had an RB1 overall finish in the first week JT missed this season. However, that was a long time ago. It's a timeshare there now. I don't want anything to do with these running backs. Nate, I want to talk about another injury that happened this past week, though, and that was the injury to Jalen Hurts. And we're just going to start by saying we do not know if he's going to play this week or next week. You would think with the Eagles in the position they are with a capable backup in Gardner, the man Minshew that they have an opportunity to rest hurts, get him healthy for the playoffs. They have a bye week most likely lined up for the first week of wildcard weekend, but there's a chance Gardner Minshew is the starter this week. Um, but there's a chance Jalen hurts is as well. Um, what, what's your take on this whole Minshew mania returning in the, the city of brotherly love, Nate? So, First of all, I think you stole that line from my column today. I did. Which would make sense because you just finished publishing it. Okay. First, I'm going to go with my headline. Minshew Magic, A Christmas Eve Story. I'm just going to, just to be up front, I love Gardner Minshew. Like, almost unreasonably, I love. And you know this, Seth. I think he is ultra talented since the day you met me. There's something about this dude that's just weird and wild and fun. But it should be noted over four seasons when he's been called upon, he's been really good. Like 60 plus percentage completion, completion percentage. He's thrown 41 touchdowns, I believe was the number, and only 17 interceptions. That's really efficient for a guy that people say isn't qualified to start the NFL. And because of that, I don't necessarily think that Sirianni is going to be in a rush to bring Hertz back. He went 41 to 60 last season. He had four touchdowns when Hertz was out. That's a pretty good log for a team that doesn't really need him to do too much because they have so much talent. I, I don't see why they would start him. And that was kind of where I went in my call in this week was why would you rush a player back 
when you, you, you have a playoff spot locked up, you're going to the playoffs. You're probably going to win your division. And even with Minshew, you can win two of the last three games. There's no reason not to just let Hurts rest, let him get right for the playoffs when it counts. Get your first week by, go with it. Yeah, I, I think Gardner Minshew, if he is the starter this week, which you're projecting right now, I think he's a borderline QB mid-QB2 for me. He averaged 16.1 points as a starter last year in his two starts, four TDs, one interception. Dallas and New Orleans are the matchups. Dallas, we talked about it going into last week. Dallas has been really good on a season-long standpoint over the last month and the last two weeks. They've been burned by quarterbacks and wide receivers. Um, So they're a decent matchup. I like him more this week than I would in in New Orleans if it is Minshew Mania for two weeks there. Um, I I think the big thing, though, is like you're probably in a one-quarterback league. You're probably not – playing Gardner Minshew. If no, you have there are other options. And you need a pivot, there probably are better options. But as a QB2 and super flex, very viable. Very exactly, viable. Exactly. Safe floor. AJ, AJ Brown, we got a brace for impact, guys. We really don't know what is coming our way with AJ Brown. They've never played together in an NFL uh, real game for, for any meaningful minutes. Devonta Smith, I'm a little worried about, though, Nate. Just averaged 5.3 points with Gardner Minshew last year. Again, completely different team, different offense a little bit, um, but wide receiver 17 or better in the last three weeks for Mr. Devonta Smith um, of the Heisman house there. So where do you downgrade Devonta Smith here with Gardner Minshew? So I'm going to say something, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but I don't care. I'm not downgrading anyone in this offense with Minshew. I'm not saying that I think Minshew is a comparable quarterback to Hurts. Obviously, this is a better team with Jalen Hurts. He does things that Gardner Minshew cannot do. However, Gardner Minshew, dude, the ball's on that guy. He is a gunslinger, and he is out there to make an impact and to win games however he has to do it. This isn't a team that's suddenly going to start running the ball a ton with Miles Sanders, even in situations where they should have been running it heavily. They weren't doing it. They were relying on Hurts. They pivot to Boston Scott here and there. I still think that this passing game flourishes. I think Minshew can handle the volume. I think Sirianni knows it, and he knows that they have to do it anyway because that's what this offense is. Dallas Godert, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, if he's healthy, has been an impactful player in this offense. Kenny Gainwell, he has weapons. I think there's a chance that he could be a league-winning quarterback, Seth, Like to the point where we're talking about – if you're a guy, if you're a manager who had Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, Matthew Stafford, John Wolford, and you've just been pivoting down that ladder this season, this is an opportunity to get a quarterback who could be viable, extremely viable for the last two weeks of the fantasy playoffs. I got to downgrade him a little bit. Um, we also have a, a, a chat here from Albert saying last season, Goder had two touchdowns, uh, had a two touchdown game with Gardner Minshew. So, Good to hear that as well, that at least Dallas Goddard had some viability with him. So you're more optimistic than me. I got to downgrade him slightly just because Jalen Hurts has been an MVP candidate. He's been prolific. And I think the offense, anytime you go from a quarterback that you're familiar with, you've played in-game a lot, to a backup that you haven't got as many reps with, there is a slight downgrade. So I, I mean, know yeah, not- there will be hiccups, but Seth, just be prepared. For the volume will still be there. I don't know. I could see, I could see them going a little bit more run heavy here, but I guess we shall see. Um, we're kind of on two opposite sides of the fence, but I appreciate the analysis nonetheless. 
I want to talk about a quarterback, a backup quarterback I love tonight, Nate. And that was my guy, Trace McSorley, who might be a pivot option against Tampa Bay after Colt McCoy suffered a concussion last week. Did not practice today on Tuesday, so we don't really have a full status update on the future of Colt McCoy, whether he'll be under center here. But I think this might be an opportunity for Trace McSorley to get some run here. It's almost the same situation as the Eagles, but the other side of that spectrum, Nate. The Cardinals have nothing to play for. They might as well see what they have in the former Happy Valley GOAT over there, Trace McSorley. So my headline for Trace McSorley as a possible pivot play, throw it on a dime, number 19. So those of you who don't know, there's actually a Trace McSorley song. It is a banger. Just Google it, put it in YouTube. It'll get you going, whether it's game day, whether you're just waking up. Get on the Trace McSorley song. And uh, th that's a lyric from it, but he's no longer number nine. He's number 19, so that was kind of where that comes from. A little play on words there. I know I'm a clever guy. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> I actually think there is some, like, like I don't like Trace McSorley where he's not relevant in one QB leagues. In deeper super flex leagues, though, I think you could do worse this week in two QB leagues. He's got, he's got legs under him. He can run a good bit. And, like, let's not forget, this is a guy who helped make Chris Godwin – an absolute stud in college, uh, a very early pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, like he elevated their game somewhat in college. Mike Kosicki, and he got the, the first seasons of KJ Hamler and Pat Fryer moves. So he is a very good quarterback. Like Penn State was in their heyday with him. Um, Nate, uh, weapons aside here, are you interested at all in rolling him out again in that super flex type format? Will you throw it on a dime with number 19? So I'm less likely to take a risk on McSorley than I am on Minshew, but I don't hate it. I mean, this is a situation again where he's somewhat mobile and he has weapons around him, but I am going to downgrade some of this offense with him at quarterback, even given the downgrade we've given them from Colt McCoy, just because I think he's a little more green. I think he has less experience. I think he can make things work, but I don't know how fantasy viable he's going to make other players around him. He might have a decent floor because of the rushing upside, but we'll, uh, we'll see where, where that goes. I think as far as when it comes to these Arizona Cardinals, James Conner, if you've been starting him, you can continue to start him this week. Yes. We're done with Hollywood. You and I have actually been, we were well on the over, over and out on Hollywood well before most people the last couple of weeks here, Nate. So I think that continues this week as well. Um, hasn't scored double digits in the last two weeks. We're done with him. Like, he's droppable at this point for me. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I'm still probably starting with him, but he is a wide receiver too. I'm expecting more of those shorter intermediate routes. Last week with McCoy and uh, Trace McSorley at the helm, 18 yards was his longest catch. So expect some volume, but a lower ceiling for DeAndre Hopkins this week, Nate. Yeah, I think maybe the one person that gets a slight bump here is Trey McBride. He got he got some fair volume with McSorley, but he kind of fits into that short to intermediate route range. So, uh, but I'm with you on everything else. Like you have to start Nuke. You can't not start Nuke, but you have to measure your expectations with him the next two weeks. Yeah, we, we had Brad earlier asking, is anyone worth picking up in SFB waivers? While I want to go crazy for these quarterbacks, Brad, it might be interesting if, if you if you were like me last year i was running the table with some really god-awful quarterbacks big ben davis mills into the semifinals of scott fishbowl so i don't hate trace mcsorley i don't hate gardner Minshew. obviously you have the risk of the interception 
take back here with McSorley. So Minshew is the better option here. But I'm excited, Nate. I got to talk about Trace McSorley a little bit. I've loved him as a, as a quarterback since his Penn State games. Um, and also, he was on the, the thumbnail today. So that was pretty cool. No, I love it, man. We both got to talk about guys we wanted to talk about. And I really didn't think I was going to get an opportunity to talk Minshew this year. But yeah, well, we I don't are. think we've said a word about Minshew. I kind of forgot he honestly existed for a while. How could you forget? We're in a group chat with him. Now, <laughs> to be fair, he's never responded to anything we've yeah. said in this group chat, but he's there. He hasn't left. That is true. That is true. Brad saying he has Fields and Lawrence and Scott Fishbowl. All right, Brad. I think you'll be all right, man. Yeah, good, man. Good, good. What way to wait on a quarterback this year, man. That was really well done. Yeah. Um, we got Didi in the chat saying hello. Hello, boys, and happy Christmas week. Merry Christmas to you, Didi. We gave you a shout out in getting the stream. Appreciate the the kind gift you sent over to Sven and I today. Very well appreciated. Nate, we have one more injury to discuss, and that is our uh that is our guy. Ryan Tannehill goes back down and it, man, it's been a slide, a downhill slide for these Titans as of yeah. late. Traylon Burks has been injured. It's been ugly. Tannehill did not practice today after another ankle injury. Malik Willis set to get his third start of the season in week 16. Any interest, Nate? And what is your headline for it, please? So I'll give you my headline first. Death of a fantasy football offense. Malik Willis to start for Titans in week 16. And with that, you guys, you can put to rest Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, oh, Chigakonku, unfortunately. Yep. Um, yep. R.I.P. Chig. R.I.P. Chig. Too short. Too short of a life, man. Too yeah. short, man. He'll be back next season. He's just going. He's just going in for some urgent care here. Um, you really? I mean, Derrick Henry? Because you're not rostering Malik Willis. No, no, not even in a, not even in super flex. No, 68 yards passing in his first two starts. He is very, very raw. We've seen that this season. So I don't want anything to do with them against Houston. Houston's really come on as of late as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out on all of it. Derrick Henry, the ceiling's down, but you still got to ride with Derrick Henry here. Um, But outside of that, Nate, it's uh, like you said here in your headline. The well, death of a fantasy offense. Well, and even Derrick Henry, like, yeah, he's had two good games, but he's had a couple of stinkers. Week 16 is probably a good one for Henry against Houston, but I'm concerned that week 17 fantasy matchup, fantasy championship matchup against Dallas could be rough for Henry managers. Okay. A little forecasting there from Nate. Um, but yeah, guys, go ahead and drop all these Titans players. Chig, like maybe you can hold on to Chig, I guess, if you are desperate at tight end. But he's again, probably the one that's likely he has the biggest chance of having some fantasy viability rest of the season, but even that's pretty low. Again, 68 pass passing yards average in his two starts. So that's kind of what you're looking at. Like you're really swinging for the fences even more with Chig. Um, but so Nate, I, th- I think really the takeaway of this section here on the show, talking about these injury pivots, if you need to go Gardner, you can go Gardner. Um, I'm downgrading the Philadelphia offense a little bit. You not as much stay away from Zach Moss, stay away from Deion Jackson, downgrade the entire, uh, Cardinals offense as well. Trace McSorley in very deep super flex leagues might be appealing if he is the starter and, uh, Malik Willis, Tennessee Titans. Goodbye. Yep. That about sums it up. All right, bro. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into our next segment of the show. We're going to jump into some, would you rather. Would 
All right. Would you rather, baby, we're bringing in the GOAT, Kyle Scott, our fearless audio editor. Kyle, how are those Christmas-like vibes hitting you, my friend? Oh, man, I am feeling the Christmas spirit out here in Pittsburgh. It certainly feels like Christmas. It's like 30 degrees, has been for the past week. Pretty cold out here, but it's feeling good because it's almost Christmas. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome, Kyle. Well, we, we appreciate you being here all the way over there from the Steel City, the great city of Pittsburgh. We got a question from our guy Udo in the chat tonight. Thoughts on Algier this week in Baltimore? Keep in mind, guys, the Baltimore Ravens, a bottom five defense. So someone you do not want to be playing running backs against over the last month. However, Tyler Algier, he was epic once again here in week number 15, Nate. Um, where do you value Mr. Algier? You know, New Orleans is a pretty decent defense, too. 17 carries, 139 yards, and a tutty. Um, I wrote about Algier earlier in the season, actually before the season started. And I thought he was going to take over this backfield much sooner than he has, but it kind of looks like it's here. However, that said, against Baltimore, I mean, you, you might be in a spot where you have to start him, but just understand that you're going to need to find another player to get on there, your roster that's going to have boom potential to maybe yes. make up for his shortcomings against Baltimore this week. I completely agree with you. The Saints have been a top four matchup for running backs over the last month, so very friendly matchup for him despite a decent defense. So mm-hmm. he's a low-end RB2, you know. Like, like that's the best advice yeah. I can give you. If you have to start him, you can, but he's not someone I'm looking to – you know, sub out a high upside receiver for in my flex. Yep. All right. Kyle, why don't you take it away with our first would you rather question here, my friend? Absolutely. So our first would you rather question, would you rather have an Ebenezer Scrooge experience from A Christmas Carol or an Arnold Schwarzenegger experience from Jingle All the Way? Two classic Christmas films. Okay. Okay. So – Guys, feel free to play along in the chat, too. Give us your, your feedback here. Um, Nate, have you seen Jingle All the Way with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger here? You know, funny enough, I've never seen it all the way through. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, but I know the gist of it. It's basically craziness shopping for a toy, right? They're trying to find this one toy. Um, He's I've, also a piece of shit dad, though. He, I will say that. He's you know, that part I haven't been. Yeah, yeah. But he, I know the fighting for – I grew up in a generation where you still went to the mall on Black Friday – and let me tell you, that movie encapsulated it perf- encapsulates it perfectly. It was absolutely yeah. hell to try and shop. And I would rather go through the Ebenezer Scrooge experience wow. than have to go shopping on Black Friday back in the day. Now it's probably fine because everybody does Amazon and shit. So you're just like one of like 10 people at Best <laughs> Buy. But Dude, if you sent me back to like 1989, 1990, we're like, okay, here's a list of 30 things you need to go to the mall and get on Black Friday. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not doing it. (laughs) There's no way to send me the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. I know it's fine. I I do not want to go to my past or or perhaps what my future could be as well. So I'm going to take the experience. Like you said, if it was in today's day and age, like, it wouldn't be that bad, especially on Christmas Eve. I don't think there's a lot of people going out shopping like in that movie. But um, back in the '90s when that movie came out, yeah, I'd be I I'd be a little afraid, but I think I would I would take on the venture. Kyle, how do you feel about this? Um, you're kind of a movie buff. Any feedback on these two uh, films as well? I feel like Jingle All the Way very underrated. Yeah, no, it is absolutely an underrated Christmas movie. Uh, 
I, I'm a big fan. Love Arnold. See, when I read this question, my thought for uh, what the Jingle All the Way situation was, my mind immediately goes to uh, the neighbor uh, trying to get with Arnold's wife for basically the whole movie. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, I didn't even catch that. I don't even think I the, even caught that. Yeah, no. The neighbor is like macking on his wife the whole time, and he's, <laughs> and he's on the phone. He's like, mm, "Your wife makes the best Christmas cookies," and Arnold's like, "Put the cookie down." <laughs> I do remember that. Okay. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's like, "Oh, your wife made me nice cookies." Uh, so that's what I thought of as the jingle all the way situation, but shopping makes it much worse. I think I'd have to go with Nate then on the okay. Christmas Carol. Okay. Okay. Obviously, your guys' past a little more fun than me. Dee Dee laughing at, at the at the conversation here. She's saying Black Friday back in the day was like a shopping war. Absolutely. I'm glad I never got to see too much of it um, before I kind of got to that age. Um, Udo back in the chat just kind of clarifying that last question. He's saying Sutton or Burks are his only other options besides Tyler Algier. I'd go Algier over those guys, you know, 100%. Um, then we have our guy Lucius back in the chat. What's up, Lucius? Hope you're having a great Tuesday here, my man. He says, do you prefer Dak, Carr, or Brady this week? Man, it's been hard to trust Brady or uh, or Carr recently. Can you trust him this week, Nate? So, <clears throat> normally I would say no, and especially because I don't like the Raiders' matchups over the next two weeks. They've got Pittsburgh and San Francisco. But... Dak's week 16 matchup is worse. They're against Philly. And Dallas has been pushed by some pretty mediocre teams and lost to Jacksonville last week. Dak had a decent week. He had three touchdowns, but against his Philly defense, is he going to be able to put up three touchdowns? I might I might go car over. Oh, this. Oh, no. I know. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. The Steelers defense has been better. They've been a top two matchup against wide receivers over the last. That's true. That's very true. Month. Steelers yeah, I think better. you're right. I think Dak over or not Dak. I think I will yeah, never Dak trust Derek Carr. Carr. Never trust Derek Carr in the fantasy playoffs, man. He has ended ended seasons for me, Lucius. I I'm with you. I'm I won't you. recommend him. Tom Brady. He Absolutely. proved me wrong last week and was actually pretty decent. It is the Cardinals on Sunday night. I don't mind that matchup. But does he have that boom potential? No. Who has the no. bigger boom potential? It's Dak. Dak. It's Dak. Yeah. It's Dak. It's don't get cute here, Lucius. Go Dak. I, it's not my favorite option, but I think you got to roll him. Um, honest to God, I would rather roll out Gardner Minshew than Derek Carr, which is saying a lot for me. Um, love the question either way. Here we have one from Brad in the chat. Very interesting question. He says, feel like you guys have asked this before, um, but I got to know, do you classify Die Hard as a Christmas movie? I will judge you based on your answer. So, Nate, I think we talked about this maybe in our, the first season you were on the podcast back in 2020. It was. it was a while ago. At that point, I actually, I have to confess something. I've never seen the whole Die Hard movie. I haven't. I want to. Yeah, I've never. I've just seen parts. I've seen a lot of parts of it, but I've never sat down and watched it. Um, but I will say, I was always flip-flopped on it. Michael Stoyanov came on the Christmas live stream with us, an actor. And he picked it in the Christmas movie draft, if I am right. So he called it a Christmas movie. So I'm going to follow um, one of the actors of Nate's generation. I'm going to say it is a Christmas movie. Kyle, how yeah. do you feel about it? All right. So I have a bit of a, I guess, I'm not sure if this is a hot take or not. I don't, what is Christmassy about Die Hard other than it takes place on Christmas Eve? 
I think there's a lot of Christmas references and there's like a lot of Christmas decorations. If I am right on that as well, Nate, uh, you might have more experience in this movie considering I haven't seen the whole thing as I just alluded to. So funny story. Um, this movie came out when I was in third grade and I also watched it in third grade. My parents let me watch die hard. Um, what's more Christmassy than a guy we, an elevator opens and there's a dude in a Santa hat and an office chair with ho, 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 mother effer written. in <laughs> That's about as Christmas. I mean, that's like the Christmas reference that you need to make in a Christmas movie. Right. I mean, I know it happened at Christmas as well. And there's no like love or good faith in this movie. Really a lot of killing, but also there's a movie coming out this year called violent night. I mean, with a yeah, bloody they're... Santa. So, like, the game has changed, and I think Die Hard was just way ahead of its time. So, okay, okay. We, we got some weighing in in the chat. Kyle what, wants to punch me. We got DD saying Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Um, Brad saying 100% a Christmas movie. And he says, In all fairness, Kyle, what is Christmassy about Home Alone? I think there's right. a little more. I have, uh, I have an answer to that. Uh, Home Alone has snow in it. <laughs> Where is Die Hard set? Where, where is Die Hard set at? It's Sh- in uh, L.A. Sh- is it L.A.? Oh yeah, it is Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Okay. He goes so. from New York to L.A. Home Alone is in Chicago, uh, and it's you know Home Alone is a fun movie. Okay. Hey, wow. I little... think if if any movie from the Die Hard uh, saga is a Christmas movie, I would have to say it's Die Hard Two: Die Harder. He's in the airport trying to go home and he's stuck in the airport on christmas eve and he solves a terrorist case it's it's much more of a christmas film than die hard okay 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 i like that take um we have dd in the chat saying she bought her husband the whole box set 15 years ago and he was excited about it so good to hear dd does get behind die hard and then she's asking how do we feel about bad santa She's, she loves that movie. Have either of you seen Bad Santa? Because I have not. I actually, I've heard the name of that movie, but that's one of the newer ones. I do not think I've gotten around to watching. Have either of you gentlemen? So we heard it was good. Some friends of ours like, you've got to watch this Christmas movie. It's hilarious. I'm not a big Billy Bob Thornton fan anyway. So um, we started it and we got about, I don't know, it was like 15 minutes into it. It's like, this isn't what I want for a Christmas movie. So we turned it off and I'll probably never even try it again. This wasn't my jam, but I think it's because I don't like Billy Bob Thornton. When I was growing in my formative years was his like marriage to Angelina Jolie. And they were doing like the weird, like wearing vials of their, each other's blood around their neck and like all of that. And I just thought he was creepy. So I've never really liked him. Billy Bob Thornton. He is from bad news bears. The remake. Is that correct? Yep. And sling blade was what kind of made him. Famous okay. Kyle laughs. That movie I have no fucking clue what Sling Blade is. <laughs> no, I got no clue. I don't know what I... Kyle. Any thoughts on Bad Santa here for Didi? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know if I've seen all of it. The whole like kind of raunchy Christmas thing isn't really my type of thing. Okay, you know, except Christmas, Office Party. Christmas. I wanted to see. I I have seen that one. That one's a banger. I do like that one a lot. The office party one? Yes. Yeah, uh, it was Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah. But I with you, Kyle. Most of the time, like I don't dig like the whole like raunchy Christmas thing. I want like wholesome Christmas or I'll even take Hallmark Christmas. I don't know if I'd go like Oh no. 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 We had a Hallmark Christmas movie on when I came downstairs. I I Jen is I'm not even kidding you, Seth. I'm pretty sure Jen has watched somewhere around like 70 to 75 Christmas movies this year. Just like yes. she sits on the couch yes. and there's a Christmas movie on 24 seven in our house. That that's how my stepmom is too. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't live with her and that's part of the reason. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, no, I love that. But, um, uh, but Brad, he is not, he respects your opinion, but he's disagreeing with it. Kyle Dee, Dee saying she's a movie buff. Love to hear it. Kyle, let's uh, let's move forward here. Uh, I think we have a fantasy question up next, perhaps. Yeah, believe it or not, we do have a fantasy question. So would you rather have Jarek McKinnon or Devontae Adams rest of season? Wow. Can you believe we are having this conversation, boys? Jarek McKinnon, RB1 the last two weeks, going up against the number two season-long matchup and number two last month matchup for RBs. Back-to-back disappointing weeks for Devontae Adams, Nate. Steelers, great season-long matchup, as I just alluded to, but bottom two the last month. Can you trust Devontae Adams, or do you want the red-hot Jarek McKinnon? I think I've made my opinion on Jarek McKinnon very clear. I have called him a league winner, a league-winning acquisition on three different platforms so far. (laughs) On TikTok for Player Profiler, on YouTube for Sleeper, And last week in my in-between column, I also called him a league-winning addition. I am taking Jarek McKinnon over Devontae Adams, and now this is not where I thought I would be. But if you look at these matchups, like you said, Seth, Pittsburgh and then San Francisco. Yep. And Derek Carr is his quarterback. We have to keep that in mind. Jarek McKinnon, however, gets a Seattle defense that has been putrid against not just running backs, but pass catching running backs, which is exactly yes, what Jarek McKinnon's strength is. And then Denver, who he shredded in Denver, in Denver for 32 fantasy points in week 14. Denver's been a good defense, but that doesn't matter against Kansas City. And especially when they get Denver at Arrowhead in week 17, they're just going to punish the Broncos. That, 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 that's just, and McKinnon is going to be a huge part of that. Devontae Adams, I don't know what his what's his realistic ceiling over these next two weeks, Seth. I mean, is he probably probably a wide receiver too? Devontae Adams always has a high ceiling. He has but a, what's his okay, yes. Every every week. But what's his it. realistic ceiling? Like if you were a betting man and you had to put a significant yeah. amount of money on the line, are you betting on Devontae Adams to finish as a wide receiver one these next two weeks? No, wide receiver two, but, but no. he always has that ceiling. Um he does, but, but still. I don't like the matchups at all. I don't like the matchups at all for him. Two of the toughest defenses right now. TJ Watt is a dog out there. And he's Derek, healthy. Derek Carr is going to have no time this weekend. He's yep. going to have no time to pass it. And what has Devontae Adams done for you lately? If you played him this last week, there's a chance you're not even in the playoffs anymore. Yep. So Brad and uh, Didi in the chat, they're saying they would both definitely go Adams. I disagree with you guys. I, I would go McKinnon here. And, you know, Nate, we have people digging up, up receipts on us on, on Devontae Adams the last couple of weeks. Um, but but this is what could happen here. So yeah. I'm not trusting Derek Carr, and I'm not trusting Devontae Adams. I hate to say it, but, like, he could win you these next couple matchups, but he could also lose you it. I think Jeremy McKinnon is going to be steady Eddie. 
and back to back RB one performances. That doesn't happen much. Back to back overall running back one performances. That is sensational. Well, and he's the thing is, is that he's doing it with Isaiah Pacheco being the primary ball carrier. Yeah. But we have two straight weeks of nine. We have nine targets against Denver, eight targets against Houston, seven catches against Denver. He caught all eight of his targets against Houston, 70 yards, four touchdowns, receiving touchdowns over the last three weeks. Jared McKinnon. He is him, guys. Door closed on that question. Kyle, take us to our next one, please. Yeah, of course. So would you, this is a non-fantasy question. So would you rather have Alvin Kamara drop six TDs on you on Christmas or have grandma get run over by a reindeer (laughs) on Christmas Eve? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll go ahead and take this one because this is super easy for me. All four of the grandparents, all eight of the grandparents associated with my family, including Jen, they, they're all dead. They've all been dead since, oh, for 13 years. So <clears throat> if one of our grandmothers were to get run over by a reindeer, it's because it's landing in the cemetery for a quick pee break or something. That's really not a big deal. So I'll take that one. Let's say you have a grandma living, Nate. <laughs> It depends on which one it is. <laughs> okay. Actually, it doesn't. I didn't like either one of my grandmas. <laughs> so Nate's not getting six TDs dropped on. No. And I want to start my answer by saying, Grandma Ruth, I love you. I love your cheesy potatoes. You're a great host every time I come to your house. You've always come to my sporting events growing oh up. God. I love you. I love Grandpa Ed. I don't love getting six, six TDs dropped on me on Christmas. <laughs> I got money riding on this this line, guys. So, uh, it do you want to know to how we're degenerates? It happened to me in 2020. I don't want to go there again, folks. So, uh, Grandma, you got to take one for the team here. Got to take one for uh, the fantasy I squad. Mean, nobody said she died. Maybe she just had a couple broken ribs and a high ankle sprain. I mean, she could be back in four to six weeks. Yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it'll be, be fine. She'll be back. Maybe a little more time for the elder to recover. Kyle, what's your opinion on this? And also, have you seen the Grandma's Got Ran Over by a Reindeer animated movie as well? I think that's a really sleeper Christmas movie. I love it. That's a movie? Oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, I'm going to answer the question, and then I'll get to your ridiculous follow-up. Number one, uh, I'm in one fantasy league, and I have Alvin Kamara, so I will absolutely take him dropping six TDs. (laughs) No question. Save my grandma. She's a saint, 91 <laughs> years old, going strong. Let's go, baby. Uh, number two, the animated Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer TV special is one of the worst Christmas oh, specials I've there. ever seen. I can't believe you said that. Are you <laughs> effing kidding me right now? That is a masterpiece. That, that keeps you guessing to the very end. I no, know. it doesn't. Grandma gets run over by it a reindeer. It's in the title. Reindeer? No, but she actually didn't get hit by a reindeer. Oh, she well, so then false advertising. No, it's like a total mystery movie. I'm telling you. Give this all seems like bullshit to me. I think I'm with Kyle. Nate, no, when you dude. tomorrow this week when you have Jackson and you need to do something with him to get some work done for us over here at IBT, put on the grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Let let's get some feedback from Jack because I'm telling you. It was a banger. 
It was a banger before. I recently saw it again sometime in the last couple of years. I don't know when or why or how, but uh, it was still it still hold up. So uh, you're gonna value the opinion of someone is... who likes Blippy. <laughs> True. True. I mean, True. I'm just saying. Have Jen watch it with him. Let's see. Let's see what what comes back. Kyle, right, that was the most right. garbage right. take you've ever had on this podcast. I can't. I can't handle you saying that the grandma got ran over by a reindeer is a great TV special when you one guys took one of the best specials when you guys took the Jim Carrey Grinch over the animated Grinch special, the actual best half hour Christmas long, special. No, sorry. Uh, all killer, no filler, dude. The grandma got ran over by a reindeer is like an hour. Yeah, That's trash. All right, whatever, whatever. There's two. He's got a great little plot. southern accent. Some of them got southern a- accents in there. Good little animation. When did that come out? Like early 2000s or something? I don't know, but it, it, all right. I don't know, dude. All right. Well, if you guys like Grandma got ran over by a reindeer, if you like that Christmas special, let us know in the chat. I'd greatly appreciate some uh, some defense here. Either way, Kyle, please uh, take us to our next question. Hopefully, it's not uh you don't have as bad of a take over here. All right, and a final fantasy question. Would you rather have Zay Jones or DK Metcalf rest of season? I have both on my fantasy team. Ooh. Look at you show off Alvin Kamara, Zay Jones, DK I've Metcalf. Got a good team. You, you lost what? this week, unfortunately, <laughs> I though. I was lose. rooting for I you. I did lose because I have no quarterback. I, yeah, I was rooting oh. for you, bro. Aaron Rodgers. Go get Gardner cool. Minshew. Too late. It's too late for all the guys. <laughs> okay, so here's where I stand on these two fellas. Both get the Jets in one of their matchups. DK has the Chiefs in his other matchup. Zay Jones has the Texans. So Metcalf has the better matchups, I would say. It's close. Um, Metcalf, been so, so steady this season. No Tyler Lockett, getting a little bit of a boost in targets. But guys, Trevor Lawrence has been the real deal. Since week nine, Trevor Lawrence is leading the NFL in passer rating, completion percentage, TD to interception ratio. Zay Jones over that span, been a wide receiver only three times. That's freaking crazy. Zay Jones averaging 10.3 targets per game over last month. Um, Nate, he was my wide receiver start of the week. And, you know, I love DK Metcalf, but it's Zay Jones time, baby. Like, this guy is so good, man. He's been solid his whole career, dude. I'm just so happy for him. Um, I love Zay Jones. So what this is going to come down to for me, because I, I feel like you could go either way with these guys. But it's going to come down for me to the quarterback and the quarterback play as of late. Geno Smith has still been good, but he hasn't been as great as we saw early in the season, which is to be expected. He was riding a high earlier in the season. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. But what Trevor Lawrence is doing right now is he is turning into yeah. the generational quarterback we all thought he was going to be from the draft. And he's doing it in front of our eyes and he's doing it in big fashion. Like, sure. They needed a pick six to win an overtime on Sunday. But the fact of the matter is Trevor Lawrence kept pace with a very good Cowboys team for four quarters and put them in a position to win that game in overtime. He's doing that consistently. They played well against Tennessee. They played well against Detroit. They played well against Baltimore. They're in these games. They've got the Jets. They've got Houston to round out the fantasy playoffs. I'm riding Zay Jones because I like Trevor Lawrence's play. And I think that he's going to create more opportunities for Jones to have boom plays and a boom week. 
then Geno Smith is going to create for DK Metcalf to have those same kind of performances. Yeah, you got to ride Zay Jones, guys. Got to ride him. Love the analysis there. He's just too hot to sit. Same with yep. Trevor Lawrence. The matchups are bad. Scott kind of talked about in his column yesterday, the matchups aren't great, but you got to keep rolling them out there. So Zay Jones for us here. Um, Didi in the chat also saying, um, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Holiday special came out in 2000. Um, I did just look that up. That is true. So, yeah, 22-year-old film. Holds up pretty fucking good, guys. Pretty fucking good. So uh, no, I, I know what. Some screenshots. It looks so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll have to do a whole other, a whole other episode, a little special for the YouTube, just getting more into this debate. Because love to get Mr. Michael Stoyanov's opinion. Because I bet he'd be, he'd be with me. He oh so no! Brought that movie up. Like, <laughs> right? He'd be like, "How dare you I'm even put that in my head?" All right. If you want to lose a friend of the show, you bring it up to him, man. But, All right. You know, there you do you. I'm still you do here. you. That that is um that is gonna do it there for would you rather guys? We're gonna jump into some in the scope, talk a little waiver wire and some free agent finds, and then we're gonna bring Kyle back on to do our little bit of leftover Christmas dishes draft. So I know Didi's a big cook, she'll probably enjoy that one. What can we make with some of these uh Christmas leftovers? We're gonna talk about that right after we jump into in the scope. <laughs> in the scope in the scope guys this is our waiver wire and free agent find segment we've been helping you save fab all year long we're going to start with the mainstream targets the ones who you're going to have to pay up for tonight tuesday if you're listening to live um and then we're going to talk our inside the scope targets who you can kind of get on the cheap tomorrow after these waiver wires run Want to start off off the top? We already talked about Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Nate, and I don't think they're worth the fab. Staying away from them. Udo brought up Tyler Algier earlier as a possible start candidate this week. Yeah, if you need Tyler Algier, he's only rostered in 33.5% of leagues. I'm cool with that. Chuba Hubbard, I don't know why he's not rostered more, Nate. We've been talking about him for weeks. He was an inside the scope candidate um, a couple weeks ago at, at 25.9% rostered. As far as quarterbacks here, though, Nate, a couple interesting names. Kenny Pickett, 8.0% rostered, playing the Raiders. Steelers offense looked really good without him this last week. And Brock Purdy, 22.6% rostered. Who do you feel more confident going into this week with? I like Brock Purdy because I like the weapons around Purdy better than I like what Kenny Pickett has. And not to say that Kenny Pickett doesn't have great weapons, but San Francisco is a more complete package. Um, I, I would take Purdy, which I think is why he's rostered. His roster percentage is a little bit higher. And it makes sense to me. But Pickett's, Pickett's not a bad option. I mean, he's looking better and better every week. So when he's out there, of course. Yeah, C- Commanders is going to be a little bit of a tougher matchup for Purdy. But I still like Purdy a little bit better, too, I think, than Pickett. But if you are desperate in some of these two QB leagues, I think you can roll out Kenny Pickett this week as well. Um, both decent options. This is the first week, Nate, we can't mention Donovan Peoples-Jones in the mainstream segment. Finally! Finally over 50% roster share. It took us until week number Man, it took you guys day. way too long. I think we first featured him. I'll have to look back, but it was like week five or six. I think I featured him in as my in-the-scope candidate. And it, finally over 50% roster share. He's helped a lot of people get this far in their fantasy playoffs. I want to talk about him. Darius Slayton, 42.2% roster. We've been hot on him. He continues to go. Chris Moore, he was Scott's in-the-scope candidate last week. 17.4% roster for Chris Moore. 
And that was a really good call by Scott, man. He continues to see the volume. Out of those three wide receivers, throw in Richie James, Marquise Goodwin. Is there one that sticks out to you um, who you want, Nate? Uh, you know, it's probably going to be Chris Moore. <clears throat> and while that sounds, sounds kind of crazy, the way that this offense is shaping up, he's going to see a lot of volume these next two, three weeks. Um, and I just think on volume alone, he could be a 10-plus player on yards and receptions. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. I can dig that. Four for 42 last week from Chris Moore. Um, so I- I'm cool with that. Um, let's talk about these tight end situations right now. We kind of said you can probably drop Chig if you are rostering the Tennessee Titans tight end. However, he is only 14.8% rostered. I don't see that going up much. So if you do need a desperation play, Chig could be the answer. And then Jawan Johnson, 15.6% rostered. He's been another guy we've kind of highlighted throughout the season. Pretty, uh, you know, tight end or bust really for both these guys right now. Yeah, I I like Juwan Johnson more than I like Chig, given the situation. That's probably where I'd go between the two because I think Chig's going to see more volume. But Juwan Johnson has that boom potential. So, I mean, really, you can go either way. It's it's a risk either way with these guys. If you're needing a tight end, it's risky. Period. Trying to roster a tight end. Hopefully, you found some answers to your tight end woes that were not Chig at this point and can make up for it. Um, Nate, let's go ahead and jump into our in, in the scope candidates. And these again are the players that you can pick up after waivers run. You don't need to spend probably any fab on them. And I'm going to start with mine. He is someone who I talked about on between the holidays live stream a couple weeks ago, 14.9% roster guys. Give it up for Romeo Dobbs five for five, 55 yards on just 32% of snaps here. The Packers ran it more than they passed, but Romeo still kind of came through for fantasy managers. And last two healthy games, guys, like it's not world-beating numbers, but six targets, 4.5 receptions, 58.5 fantasy or uh, receiving yards. So double-digit fantasy points for him in those games. Nate, how do you feel about Romeo Dobbs? Because I like him a lot. Miami, middle-of-the-road matchup coming up this week. Um, But I think Minnesota, he is the top – they're a top three matchup on the season and over the last month for fantasy wide receivers. So I think Romeo Dobbs could be a potential week 17 boom play. Get him on your rosters now for free. I think he'll have another solid game. And then I think you can start him as a wide receiver three in championship weeks. Well, you know, it's encouraging. So first of all, I want to say I kind of fucked up in DFS this week because I didn't play Dobbs in my showdowns for that matchup. I went heavy. Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson, Baker Mayfield, Tutu Atwell, which uh, there was another mistake, and I'll take that on the chin here. Um, But Dobbs, five catches on five targets in his first game back, 10 fantasy points. We liked what we saw out of him earlier in the season. He started to get more involved in the offense. I mean, he had games of eight targets, eight targets, and nine targets, three out of four weeks between week three and week six. That's involvement. It kind of teetered a little bit, got a little bit lower. He got hurt against Detroit. Obviously, he's been out. We've seen Christian Watson explode. Yeah. But this is exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants. Two deadly, slippery, young, viable wide receivers who could make big plays out of nowhere, who can make big plays happen. Maybe it's delusional, but I think Aaron Rodgers believes they can still make the playoffs. They're going to have to win. They can, but they're going to have to win out. Miami, Minnesota for the fantasy playoffs. 
Dobbs is going to be heavily involved in these games. These are going to be pass-heavy scripts, especially oh, against teams where you can exploit some weaknesses in the secondaries. This is a really good call. Uh, the fact that he's only – I'm looking at sleeper right now. The fact that he's only 28% rostered in sleeper is kind of blowing my mind yeah. a little bit. 14.9 uh, over on ESPN, even which lower. Which about tracks, yeah. It, and, that makes sense. And um, he's, on, he's on no waiver wire columns. or No one's really talking about him. Nobody's talking about him at all. Yeah, dude, this is a really good call. Uh, the matchups are cherry. We've got Rodgers really liking him. Dude, he targeted him five times in his first game back. Only on 30 attempts, too. That's what was encouraging. His right. target share on those 30 attempts. Right. They're going to be passing more. They're not going to give the ball right. over 30 times to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon these next couple weeks. So, guys, go get yourself some Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Brad, I know you chat about Scott Fishbowl waivers. If you need a tight end play, um, go ahead and do that as well. Um, Nate, go ahead and bring up your short thing or uh, in the scope candidate, please, for number week number 16. Well, I'm not as excited about mine, but I still think there's some value here. Um, and this, as you have ribbed me, this this one came up a couple weeks ago in this same set by your lovely wife, by my lovely wife, who is incredibly smart and way smarter than me. But y'all didn't listen to her because he's still only rostered in 0.8% of leagues on ESPN. And it is Rashid Shahid in New Orleans. It's not Michael Thomas. It's not Marquez Callaway. It's not Traquan Smith. <laughs> it's, it's Rashid Shahid who, if you say you knew who he was and you don't live in the state of Louisiana before this season started, you are a liar more than likely. Unless you're like a, unless you're well, a, yeah, unless sure. you're a wildcat fan as well. So sure. Okay. Unless you've come across fandom for his team specifically, yeah. you probably don't know who he is. However, he's had a 50% plus snap share the last three weeks for New Orleans. He's on the field. Four targets, 10 plus fantasy points the last two weeks. Not a bad stat line for a wide receiver three, which is essentially what you're getting with him. Wide receiver three may be a viable flex play depending on your bench. In week 16, they have Cleveland. That's a plus matchup. He should have a good game. I'm a little bit more concerned in week 17 because they've got Philly, but I still think he has wide receiver three flex upside probably in those matchups. He's wide receiver 15 last week. So New Orleans is using him. You might not love that week 17 matchup against Philly, but also something I think we get kind of stuck on are these matchup metrics, which I get because they do make a difference. But there are also times when they're NFC rivals. These are teams that do have a history against each other. There's a little bit of bad blood. New Orleans wants to keep pace with Philly and maybe, you know, spoil their chances at that number one seed if San Francisco keeps rolling. I think we see a lot of Shahid the rest of the season. It's a risky play. It's but the, yeah, but the volume's gonna be there. So if you like, if you've been trying to recover from Cooper Cup and you just haven't been able to find someone that's viable, maybe you've gone after, maybe you're a dumbass like me and you tried to get Lavisca Chenault to be a thing again for the third, fourth season in a row. <clears throat> but this is he's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> there's there's upside here. You have to be able to be okay with knowing the floor is a big old zero that's every week. That, and that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's the thing with Sahid. It's how, how much do you want to get yeah. ballsy? 
He's maxed out in four targets over the last five games. However, he has been averaging just a crazy yard per catch average, 31.7 last week, 18.8, 26.5. You're looking for a deep ball. You're looking for a deep mm-hmm. ball and a touchdown. Andy Dalton can do that. I don't mind the call here, Nate. Um, oh, it's not. Want- it's, it's not my favorite. It's not pretty. But, like, when you get into week 16, <laughs> we've combed these wires for weeks. So, yeah, yeah, and we're, we're trying to get a week ahead. So, all right, there you have it, guys. Rahid Sahid and uh, Romeo Dobbs are going to be our in the scope targets. Let's go ahead and round out this show with a little bit of weekly advice featuring some Christmas leftover dish ideas. Weekly. weekly. All right, and to talk this little Christmas leftover draft, we're going to bring in the man, some call him Chris Kringle himself, audio editor Kyle Scott. Jim Scott, how are you feeling about coming into this draft? Uh, you got a couple veterans in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little nervous. My family doesn't do a whole lot in terms of like uh, big leftover dishes, so uh, I'm a little you know, got a little bit of an uphill battle, but I think I can hold my own. Okay. I, think All right. I believe in you, Kyle. I believe in you. Well, for, for being uh for being a good sport coming on here against, like I said, two, two veteran grizzled chefs in the kitchen. Um, we're going to give you the one Oh one here. We'll do a snake draft. Um, you, we'll go one and one. You'll take one Oh one. I'll go one Oh two just to make it easy. Wrap around with Nate for the one Oh three. And then uh, we will be doing a little snake draft four rounds We'll throw this out on socials if we have the time later this week as well. Um, let the people, you know, give us their feedback on who won this. All right. So I just want to clarify something. Uh, in terms of being a draft, can we not, like, if I pick turkey for something, can no one else choose turkey? You then? can choose or turkey, but it has to be a dish, a different dish you different make dish. with okay. the leftovers. And, and again, if you guys are in the chats as well, go ahead and put what you guys like to make with some of your leftovers. Give us some ideas as well. We'd like to talk about that. Um, so, Kyle, go ahead and uh, and take this away, my friend. All right. I think there is a very clear number one overall for uh, Christmas dinner leftover meals. It's got to be a turkey sandwich. Oh. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's It's – the it's the simplest thing you can do you toast some bread you put turkey you put some whatever else you have mayo you put it on the sandwich oh mayo yeah you need a little you mayo, mayo. yeah you can butter it too you some know. spicy mustard some mustard yeah yeah no ketchup though no or gravy gravy you have to <laughs> this put year gravy on for Thanksgiving, I made a turkey sandwich with the leftovers. I was really mad because we had this jalapeno artichoke dip from Costco leftover. It was like appetizer stuff for the meal. And I didn't put it on my turkey sandwich, Kyle. Why not? Because I forgot we had it till after I ate the sandwich. Bummer. That was probably dry as fuck. We got- no, it was really good. I smoked my turkey. That thing was tender as shit. So. We got we got Chris saying, "What's going on, guys?" Hey, Chris, we're just doing our uh, our leftover dishes uh, Christmas draft here. Just had a, a really good show talking fancy football, shifting gears a little bit here. Um, Kyle, turkey, 
Would you prefer turkey over ham? You know what? Uh, recently, as of recently, I would say ham over turkey. But as a as a young lad, I was all turkey. But okay. we've had some really nice ham lately. Yeah, so I have to, you I, guys I have, have to go ham. Do you guys have the honey baked ham company out there? Yes, sir. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. One of the perks of Jen's old job in the corporate world is she got a gift certificate for a five, 10 pound honey baked ham every Christmas. I miss those. Mm. Those hams are so good. Okay. Okay. So Kyle, I think you slept on the 201 or the 102 here. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a ham sandwich. I absolutely think it's a ham sandwich coming in here at the 102. Ham's better than turkey. Ham is so much better than turkey, especially on the holidays. You can do so much more with it after the matter. All I'm saying, all you need on a ham sandwich to make it good, bread, cheese, ham. With turkey, I need to dress it up a little more. Yeah, I either need to have some gravy with Dude, it. Dude, you need to you need mm-hmm. to find a new way to cook your turkey, turkey buddy. Turkey bacon. Mm-hmm. Like you can do like I'll do like a turkey bacon ranch melt, something like that. But sure. the, the, the turkey, I just I need to do more with it. Ham sandwich, simple. Give me bread. Give me cheese. Give me um, a slab of ham on that, Kyle. No, you need mustard on that sandwich. I'm all right. I'm all right. No, you, no, you need mustard on that sandwich. <laughs> yes. Spicy mustard or and Dijon. What you have to do, substitute that bread for a nice pretzel bun. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not really into pretzel buns. I'm not, I'm not actually a huge pretzel bun guy. Yeah, You're I know. fired. I quit. Nate, before we jump to your 103 pick here in the draft, we have a question from our guy Chris. Um, He wants to talk about Jalen Hurts. He is stumped for a replacement. Should he be picking up Trevor Lawrence off the waiver wire to play on Thursday or wait until Saturday and pick up Purdy, Minshew, Carr, or Rodgers? Wow. Okay, so we've talked a lot about these quarterbacks today, Chris, and I know the matchup isn't pretty for Trevor Lawrence but you have to be riding Trevor Lawrence. Yep. As I alluded to earlier in the in the program, he is number one since week nine in passer rating, completion percentage, and TD to interception ratio. So I am absolutely pounding the table for Trevor Lawrence here, guys. Um, I don't think there's any question about it. He's QB6 on the season. He's been excellent, Nate. Yeah, I know it's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, when I saw this question come up in the chat, <clears throat> I like thought about it for half a second because like, who is he going to come up with that's better than Trevor Lawrence? And he didn't come up with anybody. Get Trevor Lawrence and spend, all, to get him. spend yeah. all your fab. And seriously, literally empty the coffers. If you can get Trevor Lawrence, it's worth it. Yeah, 100% agree. Matchups don't matter at this point when you're playing that nope. well. Um, here we have Brad in the in the chat. Um, Seth's first take today, I have agreed with ham over turkey. Let's go, Brad. Um, Occasionally he gets I, I it agree. right. I mean, that's yeah, me thing. too. I, Ham is then, better uh, than turkey. Didi, Didi's agreeing with Kyle and Nate. Uh, hey, it's all right, Didi. You sent me a package today. I, I'll forgive you. <laughs> I still love you, anyways. Um, Nate, take take it over um, here with uh, with the one hundred and three. What is your preferred leftover meal that we haven't stolen so far? Well, so the first mistake you guys made is that you're eating Thanksgiving food on Christmas. I don't even know what you're doing. We now that's not fair because we do get a ham that just sits in the fridge and we all snack on it with all the hecticness at Christmas. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Christmas dinner, there's only one thing y'all should be having. And I don't understand why this isn't more of like a, like just a mainstream thing. Prime rib. 
We I have, have pro- heard, yeah, I've heard you talk we about have, that for a while now. With Jen's family, her dad, slow cooked smokes, whatever you want to call it, a prime rib on the charcoal 22 inch Weber grill. No electricity. It's literal manual. Get those charcoals going, indirect heat. And what I like to do with that prime rib after, there's two things. Okay, the, you have two picks. You do have two picks. So I do have two picks. So my first one, my first one is going to be, oh, it's tough because there's two things. So the first one's going to be the prime rib French dips that I make. Ooh, okay. 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 Very nice. <clears throat> I thought of that. The second one is going to be the prime rib tacos that I also make. Okay. Very strong picks, Nate. Very strong. Well, it's because you guys are eating the wrong thing. That's all I'm saying. Just give prime prime rib rib a chance. Prime rib salad, prime rib cheesesteak. I think those would be good too. Oh, yeah. But we just we go French dip and tacos. Okay. Generally for ours. Okay. How much prime rib are you eating on Christmas? Um, if you well, have multiple dishes involving prime rib, that is true. Must be cooking a little well, bit. Of extra. I'm assuming you're also eating them just plain too. So Jen's dad gets a, uh, he gets a pretty sizey prime rib cut to make sure we all have enough. And because we have a kid, we get all the leftovers usually. There we go, baby. There we go. Dee saying she usually does a tri tip, but this year she's doing a tops. Top sirloin burritos per her husband's request. That sounds really good too. Yeah, I, I actually like my my uncle's family. They they do they normally do fillet. They're more fillet people. Um, so I have heard of people doing steak on Christmas. Albert in the chat saying they do tamales for Christmas, and I've heard oh, of this too. Yes, I've heard of this too. Um, I, what is a tamale ex- exactly, Nate? Can you explain that for people? Because I, I don't actually know what that is. I've heard the, the term. Oh, Seth. I know. I'm uncultured. So I know. I know. Little, it's like a little red cinnamon flavored candy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, here's the basics of a tamale. I've learned to make them in the last like probably like 10 years just because we love them and I got tired of buying them. So you get what's called, it's called masa. It's like a corn flour basically okay for okay. baking you mix it pronounce mesa but i must but must be wrong on that one too you are you are it's masa so you take the masa and you do a mix of masa chicken broth pork lard preferably back lard and then whatever seasonings you want to put in the dough you roll it out onto a uh, corn husk a dried corn husk you flatten it out you put the filling in the middle, you roll the corn husk. You're basically making like a tortilla or like a burrito out of this masa dough, right? Gotcha. Then you steam it. How long depends on the medium. You can use a pressure cooker. We've always used a pressure cooker. And then you pull it out and you unwrap it out of that corn flour tortilla. You smother it with something and you eat it. And it is fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate hearing about your guys' traditions as well. Keep them coming here. I'm going to go with my second pick and I'm going to take, I didn't think I'd have to take this till later, but pre-show you guys were talking about it a little bit. So I'm going to go safety with potato cakes. Um, I love mashed potatoes. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes there are too many mashed potatoes and potato cakes are a great way to get rid of some of the excess, get your frying pan heated up, put a little butter in it, oil, whatever you want to do, plop in some mashed potatoes, cook it just like pancakes, baby. You got some potato cakes, 
Um, we just got some of Bo's uh, hot box over here. Got a whole package for the family. Got some for myself. Put a little hot box, hot sauce on it. Go a little ketchup, whatever you want. Um, I'm going with potato cakes here, guys. I think it's a very, very underrated dish you can make with those uh, those leftovers. Potato cakes are awesome. I would have drafted them if you wouldn't have taken them here. So that's that's why I took them. Brad in the chat saying Australian Xmas tradition. Dot 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 beer. Brad, I would love to know, do they celebrate Christmas in Australia? Because I do not know if that is Seth. It's a real it Christmas is celebrated worldwide. It's a it's a Christian holiday. Well, I I learn something new every day. (laughs) No, I'm just I don't like I just didn't know like do they celebrate at the same time? I don't know. You know, I sorry, I'm not you know. Kyle, go ahead. Take it away with the the two hundred three and the uh, 301 here. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Do Australians celebrate Christmas? Is a new one for me. I've never heard that <laughs> Dude, before. I don't know. You don't know. I, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so you know. Well, that's a strictly American. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's okay. This Kyle. is like a this is like a Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> why, you're from Africa. Why are you white? <laughs> Oh, we're going to get canceled, aren't we? Kyle, we got two rounds left. Let's let's roll it out here. All right, so my last pick was the turkey sandwich. Uh, I do agree with you guys. The ham is a better meat. I think turkey is more versatile because you can pair it with more things. But uh, personally, on uh, Christmas and New Year's, we have uh, my mom makes a very good spicy mac and cheese. Ooh, okay. Uh, And... Uh, we have a nice ham, and so a nice ham, mac and cheese, grilled cheese sandwich. Ooh, okay. Okay. We're cooking with gas, baby. That. I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Mm. And I thought you were going to go a different way with this. There was last year, I think, um, that Corey, one, one, of Nate's, one of Nate and I's friends on Twitter, um, can't even remember his last name right now. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person tonight. Um but he posted that he makes like with the leftover mac and cheese, he makes like a quesadilla. So I Ooh. thought that was gonna be fire. Made it, m- made it up. Awful, god awful. <laughs> I don't know if it was just like what I did to it. I didn't add enough other stuff, but yeah, it was awful. So I, I like what you're putting down there, Kyle. I like that that pick a lot. It's creative, and I'm all for it. No, I like to put weird things in mac and cheese, man. When I worked at uh, Old Chicago, the pizzeria place that actually started in Denver, one of my favorite things was andouille sausage in my mac and cheese. It was so good. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Kyle, you got you got one more pick here on the turn, and then uh, you send it back to me for the middle pick. Yeah. Yeah. One, just one of these times I want you to mention uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters, Nate. Nope. Uh, as a Denver native. so Nope. Been, I've, we're making a lot of sandwiches here at the at the Scott House. I'm gonna switch things up. We're gonna be using all those extra mashed taters because you know we have extra. Uh, we're gonna be making a nice creamy potato soup. Ooh, Ooh. very nice. I love that. Nice creamy potato nice. soup. Yeah, basically just a hot liquid baked potato in a bowl. You add your cheese, your sour cream. Uh, green onions, cheese, bacon. That's a meal, baby. That is hard. Mustard. 
Don't add mustard. <laughs> <laughs> little green onion, yeah. Don't add mustard. Don't add mustard. That was a joke. I, I like it. I like it a lot, Kyle. And I'm actually going to go the soup direction as well at the in the in the third round of the draft here with my third pick. I have a banging ham, potato, and cabbage soup recipe. No cheese, no cream, anything like that. Pretty light soup. It's literally ham, chicken broth, cabbage, potatoes. Put that in, whether you're using a pressure cooker, whether you're using um, just a pot on the stove. Cook that down, man. That cabbage with that ham just absolutely slaps. It is so good, so easy. You don't have to do a lot for it. Comes out right every single time. Um, I'm about the cabbage life, boys. I got a little Polish in me. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the ham and cabbage soup. I think a steal of the draft, possibly, at the 302. That sounds awful. That is wow. quite possibly the biggest overpay of any draft I've ever wow. seen. Wow. You guys are dissing on the cabbage. I can't stand like, cabbage. Wow. I hate cabbage. You sound like my parents. No, right, this cabbage is good. I'm Nate, you are no longer the co-host of the In-Between Fantasy Football oh, Podcast. Cabbage? Kyle, of all of the things we did before, it's over my cabbage, dude. Also, not exclusive to Polish cuisine. <laughs> Nate, you are up here, brother, at the at the turn. Okay. So I've had a lot of like internal thought about this as we're going on this draft because I don't I don't I want to win. I am in it to win it. I don't do anything half-assed. So we always have that ham lurking around in the holidays. Yep. yep. So we used to have New Year's Eve parties every year. Now, one of the perks to being married to someone whose father was in the restaurant equipment supply business is that we have access to some really cool shit in this house, like cooking okay. stuff. One of the things that we just so happen to have is an industrial pump nacho cheese dispenser. You know, the ones with the long like thing here yes. and you like pump it and it's just the steady stream. Yes. It's a little bowl of cheese. So we have one of those. Keep so going. for, our, yeah, exactly. So for our new year's parties, what we would do is we take all the little leftover rolls that we'd buy, you know, the little like dinner rolls, yep. but mm-hmm. you can cut them in half and make a pretty good sandwich out of it. <clears throat> we would lay out nacho cheese dispenser, chips, the leftover ham, and like nacho <laughs> toppings and the rolls. But where I always went with it is I would a little bit of nacho cheese on the bread, slice a ham, maybe put some olives on there, some onion. A little bit more cheese. Top that bad boy off. And at like 1 a.m. when you've been drinking all night and yeah. you're still going with your friends and it's an absolute madhouse, that is the that sounds the, delicious. It's the best. But I knew I could wait to take it because like this wasn't in anybody else's wheelhouse. I don't think you guys have nacho cheese dispensers. So no, kind of no, held that one in my back pocket. Unless Kyle stole one from the movie theater he worked at a couple years ago. We do not have one. So, uh, yeah, we're out of luck there. Nate, really good pick there. Maybe one of your favorites, uh, my my favorites of years of the draft here. Before we jump into the fourth round, a couple comments to catch you guys up on. Brad, he's, uh, I think he's weighing in on the, uh, weighing in on the Christmas in Australia. It is a thing. I apologize about not being, you know, knowledgeable there, Brad. Um, Same time as you. Usually start Christmas lunch with prawns, shrimp for you guys, then ham, beef, chicken, and beef. Beef, 
ham, beef, chicken, and beef with roast, potatoes, peas, corn, gravy, and then beer. Okay. Okay. So I like that. Beer is a dessert. It's kind I of like that. I like all the meat. House. I like all the meats you're coming to the table there with. Um, What's corn gravy? He was just saying corn. Yes. Gravy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't think together. Um, I but now I'm intrigued, Kyle. I'm Googling this real quick. I will get back to you if there's actually anything. <laughs> and then we have me. Albert asking in the chat, have you guys tried – can someone pronounce this word before I butcher it? Menudo. Say it again, Kyle. I believe it's menudo. Have you guys tried menudo here from Albert? So I don't know how to pronounce it, Albert, so that's a no from me. Jim Scott? No, I haven't. So that's a no. Um, I have – I've had it. It's been a. I've had it once. It's been a very long time. You're cultured, Nate. You're cultured. You you, you travel. That is true. We do you travel. Travel and you know. <clears throat> so what I do know about menudo is this. Do you guys know what beef tripe is? No. It's cow intestine. Oh yeah. yeah. So it is a cold soup. The protein is cow intestine in most like traditional um, recipes, and. It's only served on Sundays. At least here, you can't get it. You can't get it, it except for on get, Sundays. We can get that in like the United States. Almost every Mexican restaurant in Denver has it. But wow. it's, only, it's only on Sunday, dude. It's a delicacy though. Like I've learned something in the last few years. Uh, last few years, last like twenty years. Don't knock it until you try it, man. I've had some really weird shit that you wouldn't think was good. Um, smoked oysters and smoked herring or some weird fish that. A lot of people turn their nose up at. Yeah. Gosh, shit's delicious. Don't ever say no. You got to try it once. You might I, find out that you actually really like tripe. I know, but I just don't know if I can like stomach the whole like, you know, cow <clears throat> ball sack in my mouth. That Well, like dude, weird. I haven't had Rocky Mountain Oysters. And to be clear, I will never probably likely <laughs> have them. The restaurant Come that started them is. Them. No, Kyle, I won't. Do it for me. We got Didi in the chat saying yuck on Menudo, but good for hangovers. So that's good to know. That is good to know. I'd have to be really hangover, hungover to try that, Didi, but I appreciate the tip nonetheless. Nate, you got one last pick here in the uh, Christmas leftover dishes draft. What do you got for us? Well, okay, so we're going to go to if I had to make turkey for Christmas for some weird reason. Somebody in the family requested it. It could happen. You never know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so – I'm going to go with, I'm going to go healthy because this is what I did for Thanksgiving turkey. So this is what I'll do for Christmas turkey. Um, I'm going to make like, oh, probably like four cups worth of cooked quinoa. And then for the next like five days for lunch, I'm going to cut the turkey up into little dice pieces and throw it in a bowl with quinoa, this avocado salsa that we found in Mexico that will light your mouth on fire, but is delicious. Some tomatoes and some cashews. Stir it all up and then be full for basically the entire day. I, I've been meaning to get on this quinoa trend. I've been seeing it, you know, trying to look in, into some weight loss tips and quinoa has been out there. So, Dude, just ask me. I eat it every day, literally. I am interested in the quinoa, but I've been more – I've had it more in like the Italian-based vinaigrette type style. So sure. I don't think I could go that far, but I like to pick nonetheless. For me, guys – I'm going to take something that's not very healthy for you, but I have this ham and tortellini recipe. Mm-hmm. It's ham, homemade Alfredo sauce. Um, if you want onion in there, broccoli, that's normally what I prefer as well. I'll put those veggies in with the protein. Um, 
put that in Alfredo sauce. I love tortellinis because they take like four minutes to cook. Mm -hmm. So put those in once you cook it, put it in the white sauce. Excellent. Give yourself a little salad with it as well. Um, ham and tortellini Alfredo here for me. That's going to be the, the fourth pick for, uh, for my lit and stacked squad. <laughs> it's lit, baby. It's lit. Ham sandwich. We got Kyle clearly cake. disagrees. I love this. We got ham and cabbage soup. We got ham and tortellinis. Yeah, we're we're on here, Kyle. Seth's over um, here hamming it up. Kyle, uh, who, who do you got here for your uh, fourth pick of the Christmas leftover dish draft? All right. So I'm racking my brain thinking, what do I even eat for Christmas? And the truth is, uh, we go to my sister's house. Her husband is uh, Italian. We eat lasagna. John, right? His name John? John. His name is John. Yes, <laughs> uh, we eat lasagna. His mom makes a very nice sauce. They make meatballs. It's really good. Nice Italian food. You, you don't make anything with leftover lasagna. You eat the leftover lasagna. It's better as a leftover. So what else do I even have? We have plenty of desserts. We have a bunch of cookies. What are we doing mm -hmm. with those cookies? We're putting them in a motherfucking milkshake. That's what we're doing. Oh, nice. Nice. Before New Year's, before you're getting that New Year bot on, right? Anytime, really. You can okay. do it whenever. They're good year-round. Uh, you just you can crumble them up before you put them in the blender, or the blender can do the work for you. You know? You can have like a good it. time. I like with it. Some cookies and a milkshake. I that like sounds it. Sounds delicious. Kyle going with the dessert route, mixing it up there for the last pick. I really like that. Dee Dee saying yes. She also liked my pick with the uh, <laughs> with the ham and tortellini as well. We got Toronto Dave in the chat with a football emoji. Love to hear what they do up in Canada. What, what some of your favorite leftover dishes are? I know do Dave likes to it up there as well. Do they, Do they celebrate, celebrate Christmas Canada? in Canada? All right, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yell at the uncultured kid. Guys, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Um, Kyle, do you want to go – if you remember your picks, do you want to go through your picks, kind of read off your squad, and we'll round it out yeah. here? Yeah, so we, got, we have the uh, jack-of-all-trades turkey sandwich. You can put whatever you want, anything you have. It can go on. That's the one-one. Then we got – a nice ham and mac and cheese, spicy mac and cheese. Mm. Chef's kiss. Then a nice creamy potato soup. And, of course, milkshakes. With there we go. Cookie milkshakes. Okay. And I was at the two position, guys. I went ham sandwich, ham and cabbage soup, ham and, uh, and tortellinis, and uh, the potato cakes, of course. Dave in the chat saying, what's well, Canada jokingly? Nate, you had a couple prime rib dishes. One read off uh, your, your roster as well. Well, I didn't write it down, so I'm just gonna have to recite from memory here. But we've got oh, whole prime, to go. <laughs> uh, right prime rib French dips, prime rib tacos. We've got those little delicious ham sandwiches with the nacho cheese that are gonna make you yep. weigh about like 500 pounds. <laughs> and then my turkey quinoa bowl that will make you skinnier. There we go. There we go. And then we have Dave saying, I like Seth's picks a lot. Let's go, baby. Let's Dave, go. it's okay to be Come wrong on, sometimes, man. I, it's okay. I needed Dave in, in the chat tonight because I was getting buried, bud. 
whether it was whether it was my take on grandma got ran over by a reindeer christmas special i got buried tonight by these two gentlemen and you know it wasn't very christmas spirit of you guys to be burying the the host of the show but i appreciate you guys being here nonetheless it was actually a really fun show so i want to thank you guys for being here kyle for uh making sure we sound good in the back end and then uh I want to thank the IBT family, man. Honestly, um, we got DD saying you guys are all winners. Uh, and absolutely, man. Anytime we have this community here, we are winners. We greatly appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We got a couple weeks left in this season. We're still going to keep going in the off season. We're working on some really cool stuff for you guys. I don't want to give away too much right now, but Nate and I, Jen, Kyle, the whole gang here, we are putting our feet on the ground, trying to get some really cool stuff coming for you guys in 2023. I want to do some giveaways in 2023 as well. Honor these people who rode side-by-side shotgun with us this season. Um, so just want to say thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys are celebrating any type of Christmas party or anything this week, during the week, um, enjoy. Be safe out there. I know it's going to get a little nasty in some parts of the country. So just be safe. Nate, you and I will be back on Friday, man. It's going to be a really fun show as well. It will, as long as I don't freeze to death on Thursday. So, like, just check on me you know, every hour or two. That's your job, well, Seth. Yeah, I will keep checking on you nonetheless. Um, Kyle, you stay warm over there in the Steel City as well, my friend. I'll do my best. Got to bundle up. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been another edition of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll be back on Friday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Until then, guys, keep it in between. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy football advice 